So good afternoon, everybody. I suggest we start without too much delay. So I am uh, Suran Akman from uh, Lausanne University, one of the co-organizers. So it's a very, very special pleasure to welcome you to this uh, very first forum uh, of the European Space Agency, trying to meet the uh, companies interested in uh, terrestrial issues with those interested in space, of course. Uh, so it's a first of its kind, and we are extremely happy and proud to be associated to this uh, first forum. Um, as you know, there have been a traditional model of applying developments made for space at some point for terrestrial applications. Uh, now we are going at least one step further, where we are talking about co-development, co-innovation between uh, people dealing with terrestrial activities and those dealing with space activities. Of course, one reason is that um, that would be another source of funding, investment, so that cost can be shared, development, cost development can be shared between terrestrial and space organization. But beyond that, the kind of uh, issues we are faced with, uh, especially the increasing constraints that we have on Earth, which somehow look more and more to similar constraints than to what you have when you are flying humans into space, long-term flight, make uh, relevant the idea that there is a progressive convergence of terrestrial and space developments and research. And that's the main idea behind this uh, forum. I'm sure the officials from ESA will tell you more in a few minutes. Uh, we are also very pleased to have at least two astronauts in the room. Uh, Mrs. Christophe will uh, she will uh, make a presentation, and of course, uh, Professor Claude Nicolier also. So, thank you very much for uh, being with us today. So, uh, first, I will uh, give the floor to our Vice Rector for Research at Lausanne University, who has been supporting the idea of thinking on a converging research agenda on terrestrial and spatial issues. And almost 10 years ago, he accepted to fund a preliminary study to see what are the points of convergence between spatial and terrestrial research. So it's a special pleasure to ask our Vice Rector for Research, Professor Morillon, to give you a few words of welcome. Thank you. Merci, Suren. So, ladies and gentlemen, dear friends, dear organizer, it's a great pleasure for the university. I mentioned it yesterday already, to welcome you to this first forum, this time with the industry, uh, on this amazing issue. I was just uh, watching my iPhone. I'm, I'm telling about something I told yesterday about the weather forecast. I think 30 minutes ago, it told me that it was not raining, it was sunny. So this is not really forecasting. This is real-time uh, information. Um, I'll tell you two stories because I like to tell stories. The first one is, is I mean, it's standard. When Columbus crossed the, the ocean to demonstrate that the Earth was round, he was right. But he discovered America instead of India. So this is because of lack of knowledge. So knowledge was limited. He brought new knowledge, and that was important. So unexpected barrier, physical, this time, is, might be important to know, and they are not always expected we have to deal with, but they bring something. When the other story is when we microbiologists grow bacteria in test tubes. So what they do is they, they grow exponentially, and then they stop. 
for hours, and they stop forever, unless you redilute them. And microbiologists always thought that this is because of, of exhaustion of nutrients. So no food, you can grow. That's wrong. That's only because crowdness and bacteria talk to each other, the emit signal, that's called uh, quorum sensing, and when they are too crowded, they stop growing. And they switch, they, somehow they think, well, there is an impeachment, there might be an immune system that fights us. So they start to make, to produce toxins, proteases that, that, that just grind uh, or eat the surrounding in order to expand. So we had a lack of knowledge, we learned something and now we can at least use this information uh, to temper infections and abscesses and things like that. Uh, this is useful too. Now if we are going, or you are going, to survive the 900 days trip to Mars, just to take an example, you'll face similar type of unexpected limitation, being physical, or maybe crowdness. I was just talking to Samantha, she told me there is no problem with crowdness on board. I don't know that. <laughs> That's because, because they, they chose you, they selected you correctly. Um, so, but in order to avoid this, uh, they, it, they, these issues must be really studied, carefully uh, experimented, thought of, and people have to imagine what could happen in order to deal with the questions, that, the unexpected questions. And that reminds me the imagination. Imagine what could happen and how to deal with. That's just quoting Albert Einstein who said, well, knowledge is limited like Columbus, like microbiologists. Knowledge, you learn what exists, not the new things. You need imagination. Imagination encircles the world. And what you are doing, and I'll be very short here, what you are doing, what you are trying to understand and develop, I think is an amazing challenge. It is the same type of challenge as Columbus. People might think that this is crazy. It it is not, it is, it is just evolution. Um, and you'll have to, to go after this question. And here you will need, or we will need, we will need scientists, basic science, we will need biology, we will need life sciences award, medicine, we need psychology, we need technology. Uh, we will need the industry, the producer, the know people that know how to handle things. And this, I don't like the term interdisciplinary team because it's not general, general, generalist interdisciplinary people looking at specialized field, it's specialists looking at the general problem. So it's a team of, of different disciplines working together in a synergy to give the result of interdisciplinarity. I thank you very much for being here, for being interested. I think what you're doing is very important. I told it already, uh, already yesterday. I hope you realize that what you are, you are doing is important. Thank you and have a good meeting. And I give the floor back to Suren. Thank you, Philippe. Um, as you know, Switzerland is a very active member of the European Space Agency right from the beginning. I think it was even the co-founder. Uh, and we have been keeping informed the Swiss Space Office about our activities here which are a little bit unusual because uh, our research group here at UNIL is not on space, it's on industrial ecology, so on sustainability on Earth. Um, and they have been listening to us uh, uh, very well. So it's important now to have the view of the Swiss Space Office, and uh, now I am pleased to call the uh, delegate, the Swiss delegate, Dr. Oliver Botta, to uh, the ESA. Thank you, uh, Professor Erkman.
good afternoon, uh, everybody. Uh, welcome also on behalf of the Swiss Space Office to this, uh, to this forum. This, uh, I, I also learned that this is a, a first first time event and so I hope you will have a fruitful dis discussions. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank the organizers, uh, Professor Ekman and his team, uh, the ESA um, uh, program manager and his team for organizing uh, the event. Also, uh, thanks to the Swiss Space Center, to ST and to the Melissa Foundation on supporting it. And so let me just quickly uh, say a few words about uh, Switzerland and space. Professor Ekman has already uh, touched upon it. We uh, indeed we are a founding member of the European Space Agency, so we have, we have uh, set on the card of international collaboration from the very uh, beginning because we, we knew we would be too small to do um, big space missions on our own. Uh, it started off on, on a science part. You may be aware that uh, the f the f one of the first in, uh, experiments on the, on the moon was actually a, a Swiss um, solar sail to collect the solar wind. Uh, of course, uh, many years have passed in the meantime, and uh, the Swiss space policy uh, approved in 2007 is now, a, a, of course, a, a, a much uh, broadened a broader document, and, but it's still focused on, uh, on three major uh, pillars. It's still science, curiosity, it's uh, applications, and it's uh, niches, uh, special uh, industrial niches that, uh, that we are occupying because there are some, some things we are very good at and precisions and, um, and, uh, and reliable uh, mechanical and, uh, structures. Um, so, for, but for Switzerland, of course, as for many uh, other countries as well, space has, has grown. It has become an, in, an instrument to address global questions uh, such as climate change and environmental protection and, of course, uh, prevention of natural and techni technological disasters. And, of course, space is all part of your life as well. You know, you, you have your navigation system in your, in your car, on your iPhone. Uh, you're, uh, you're looking at the weather forecast to see uh, how, how we'll look uh, tomorrow. All this is made possible by, uh, by space uh, applications. But more and more now, we, I think we are at a, at a revolution where, where um, the space becomes even more industrialized um, as, it, as it has been in the past and has actually be, uh, is able now to, to capture new markets and, and, pro, and, um, and contribute to the economic growth of a, of a country. And by coincidence, yesterday our uh, uh, head of state, who's actually also the space minister uh, this year, um, he uh, visited a company uh, in, in Canton de Vaux on the east end of the, of the Lake Geneva here. Uh, and he uh, says so the company is called Upco Technologies, who's providing uh, mechanisms and, and structures, but also uh, ground support equipment. And he, he placed a tweet yesterday, the head of state, and, and, uh, where he, he wrote, space is a source of economic growth and of jobs of high added value. So I think it's a reflection of, of in the direction space is going right now um, and, and, um, and, and in the future. So in, in general, we have 70 uh, bigger and medium-sized industry uh, in, in Switzerland that contribute to space activities. Uh, and this number is actually growing because, of course, the applications and downstream market becomes more and more important. 
uh, and uh, there are new opportunities for uh, such companies uh, in these emerging mar uh, markets uh, in applications and services using space-generated uh, space data. On, in addition, as I said before, uh, science is of course a still a central element and we have more than 30 academic and technology institutes that also um, uh, participate in space activities. The, as I said at the beginning, we, uh, we, are, we, we, have, we were setting on the, on the card of the international collaboration from the beginning, so we, we implement our space policy to the largest part through our participation in the programs of the European Space Agency. Uh, more than 95% of our budget uh, goes to ESA. And there, we, we participate in almost all the programs uh, uh, ESA is, is uh, conducting, starting with Earth observation, navigation, telecommunication, uh, launchers, uh, science, applications, technologies, and at the, and the end of the day, of course, also human spaceflight and exploration. And this participation of Switzerland uh, secures to the Swiss uh, industries access to the procurements on international level subject to open competition and our scientists uh, access to, to the data of all the space missions that are flying and of course also access to international collaboration in, in space. Now focusing on, on the human spaceflight and exploration, the major international space project today is the International Space Station which allows us to conduct uh, world-class scientific activities uh, technology demonstrations and uh, preparing uh, and, and to prepare for the future of, of space exploration. We have participated in the ISIS program from the very beginning, from the decision taken in 1995 uh, on the development of the European contributions to the, to the ISS and of course also now the exploitation phase. And since then uh, Swiss industry has developed key, key components to the Columbus Laboratory the cupola module and the ATV uh, resupply vehicles. Furthermore, uh, we operate one of the user operations and uh, support centers that help scientists to conduct uh, their experiments on board the ISS uh, uh, in a facility near, near Lucerne. And a number of uh, experiments in the area of space biology have, uh, have been developed here and have flown on the, on the shuttle and of course uh, also on the ISS. Now, the ISS and the, the, the theme of the workshop today is, the, is closed habitats and the ISS is a kind of a semi-closed habitat as we have learned uh, over the last uh, two days. There are, uh, of course, physically and it's, it's a closed habitat but, but of course the, the, the life support but also the resupply uh, for the astronauts is still an open loop. And, uh, and so we learned a lot about the challenges and the opportunities uh, in the last two days to close these life support system loops for future habitats. And the future habitats will come. Uh, there are now discussions for the next step beyond the ISS. What will be the next uh, type of uh, space vehicle uh, or space station? And Lisa uh, uh, will uh, inform you um, this afternoon also about uh, the strategy and uh, what will be the next steps um, uh, beyond the ISS. But I guess as long as astronauts are involved, there will be habitats. And so that's certainly a central element that, uh, that will, be, uh, will be there either uh, in space or uh, also on the, on the surface of a, of a celestial body, be the moon or Mars. And of course, there are, uh, these are new challenges, as uh, Professor uh, Morion has just pointed out. 
we're going to new places and there are new challenges. But there are also, of course, opportunities uh, for, for new actors to enter into this, uh, into this field that so far have not been involved in, in, in space activities. And I think that's uh, uh, exactly the objective of this, uh, of this forum uh, today and tomorrow. So, and, and for, for, for us, as a space office, but I guess also for, for other countries, like, and I see my colleagues from the Netherlands, from uh, Belgium, also from France, participating in, in this workshop. For them, it's also important to get a feedback uh, uh, from, uh, from you, from, from, from ESA, on the interests, on the synergies, and the opportunities uh, of, of, of these collaborations that, uh, that you, you will be discussing uh, today and tomorrow. And so for us it's, it's relevant to be, uh, because it, it will inform us on the decisions to be taken uh, at the next Ministerial Council in Luzerne at the end of this year, where Member States and, uh, and ESA together will decide on the future of the, of the International Space Station program, and of course already about the preparation for the next uh, future space exploration where, where we, we, we all want to go together. Um, and with that, uh, I think I can only um, uh, wish you a successful uh, forum uh, with interesting discussions and uh, I guess there will be brainstorming involved, that's always good. So uh, on behalf of the SSO, I wish you a very uh, successful meeting. Thank you very much.